Warning, warning. Two idiots are spoiling across the Spider-Verse. Please be warned before you listen. Alright, let's do this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, do the bit. Do the same bit you introduced uh, okay. yourself to me oh, with. Oh god, oh god, everyone's watching. Oh jeez, oh, I hope I can do it, okay. Uh, my name's Tanhany, and five minutes ago I was bitten by a radioactive Tanhany. And for the last five minutes, I've been the one and only Tanhany. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. I've been on the SCP Winter for more than a third of my life. <laughs> I missed a five thousand, and I've got a million upvotes. Who are you? Tell us about your origin story. In my name, well, I'm the one and only Strong Honey. I'm like Tan Honey, but stronger. Oh. I've got muscles and a really not nice canon. car. This is not canon. And also, I can shoot webs out of my ass. Psst. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> just like freeze frames on you. <laughs> Uh, he's like, uh, no, that's not me. Look over here. Fart? Yeah. I just fart and, like, me. web slings all over my chair. It's like, you know, like a Oopsie. Superman battle scene. It's like, freezes on Superman. It's like, uh, freeze right there. Uh, no, not there. <laughs> Record yeah. scratch. You're probably wondering why I'm fighting Superman right now. <laughs> it's a long story. Let's take it back to the beginning. And it goes to, like, the body on the ground. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! And there's a little arrow drawn on. Oh, what's that style? There's a name for it. I forgot. I learned it recently, but I forgot it. It's like you know, like Juno and like fucking Napoleon Dynamite, like that '90s, early 2000s style of like sketchbook drawings yeah, yeah, over yeah. real life. There's a name for it, but what is it? Um, sketchcore. No <laughs> name for graphic style of. 2000s notebook sketches. Uh, I literally heard the fucking name on TikTok or some shit, and I can't find it anywhere. It's probably some super niche thing I'll never remember. Anyway, we're not here for that. We promised we would read some article, but is it too long? It's not too long. And you know, as much as I hate to keep a promise I made on this podcast, it is also a good article, so... I'm really excited to read more Hippo. I'm a fan of Hippo. Wow. You're going to be a happy bunny. Or maybe every a ta- happy Hippo this episode. Every time we read a Hippo article now, the fucking Miguel leitmotif is going to pop up in my head. Um, but seriously, guys, I'm going to do the password now, because none of you expect me to do it two minutes into the episode. No, that doesn't... The point of the password is to make sure they watch well, they the whole video. they skip around doesn't... looking for the password, so I have to put it where they won't look. No, they don't. Why would they do that? Because they're all trying to get me down now. <laughs> Who skips to the end of the podcast the to get the password? That's so, that's so much extra work. That's like those things where people like tell you all the ways you can skip work, but it's like just as much work as working. <laughs> <laughs> like they have a fucking. Steam. I heard something about this today. That's a story now that you mentioned that. The other day, the other day, one of my cousins was telling me about this. <laughs> he has a friend who's like a programmer. He's got a computer work. But basically, all he has to do is, like, show that he's in there most of the time. Like, they just had to, like, move in the mouse and tapping in keys. <laughs> so he's, like, a programmer. He's probably a programmer that just automatically does that for him. Right. But one day, like, by sheer coincidence, or just random keys and random clicks, deleted an important file. He got a bunch of shit. But he didn't get fired? And I think he managed to, like, salvage it somehow. Which, fair enough. Uh, he's got... <laughs> they probably pulled, like, a backup or something. Yeah. That's hilarious, he's got the <laughs> Well, why wouldn't he just program it to click and move the mouse? Why would he ever program it to, like, hit keys? I don't know. I guess hitting keys is one of the metrics. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. But, yeah, we're not here to talk about my funny story. 
That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, Please rate it in the I'm comments. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. I might. I don't know if I want to get fully into coding, but I got signed up for a thing, so I might try and start learning how to code again too. And then maybe I'll make fun things for Aetheral Space. Who knows? I've been doing some walking. I've been trying to like uh, get my fitness up. I've been doing some long walks the last couple of days. So hopefully, I can stay on that and like. Uh, I'll I'll say this: it's all about sustainability with walking. Do I'm pretty sure I've to start. confirmed myself I have the willpower. We have a fucking thunderstorm I'll walk through today. <laughs> That's good. But but my point is, like, don't, like, if the exercise starts to hurt, like, the first few weeks, just get in the pattern of walking. And then once you've built that hobby, then you can, like, push yourself on the exercise aspect mm-hmm. of it. But I will say, I did this, I, I don't know if you want to do this, but, like, I started for a while at lunch. Instead of eating lunch, just walking. And it was, like, super refreshing, mind-clearing. I didn't feel too hungry. How, how long is your lunch? Like, what, what, what do you do? An, an hour. Oh, I got half an hour. Um, I need to eat food in that time. I do also have a nine-hour shift. I don't know if yours is the same, so that's why mine's an hour. But um, I do have quite a bit of time. Like, I'll often go to the bar next door and get a drink or no, something during lunch. I did not lunch. Lunch. Say, uh, lunch <laughs> I, I literally was, like, I like at least once a week, my boss or, like, some people are like, let's go get drinks in the middle of the workday. And inevitably, every time I'm like, this will be different. It'll be different this time. And then I'm so sleepy when I get <laughs> to my desk. I just want to lay down. I'm done for the day. I get nothing done. That's the way so I tired. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. That's why I try not to do it more than like once a week tops, if that. But like, and on a not busy day. But because there was one day where I was busy when I was drunk, and I was like, I got so much done. They're like, "Wow, good job, Curtis." And I was like, "I just want to go to bed right Something now." I almost like just... mentally good for me because at this point, like, we're just gonna keep fucking talking about some random stuff. Um, what's the good? It's go like I've it. been like going places because usually when I do something, it's because I have to get do this or get that or get something done. It's just like I like. To, I'm just been walking around, like doing things on a whim. I've been very whimsical. You know what? That's amazing. Like, like just seeing stuff, something on the street, and walking in and trying exactly. it. That's a great way. It lets you get to explore more in the city. It's like going oh, on I'm more in the city. I never said that. <laughs> well, wherever you are, I know what you My mean. Like, I know you're in village. more of a rural village, but still, you get to know the community. You get to visit places. If you are ever in the city, like maybe after work, where you work, going out before you go home, there's a ton to find. Um, one thing I'd also recommend, especially since you're a little more rural, is if you need a little extra motivation, I wouldn't do this if you're good with just walking in places, but if you end up doing a lot of walking, if you download something like Ingress or Pokemon Go, it can help, like, motivate you as oh, well. Yeah, because you, you have a little, you have a fun little game. I used to do a lot of Ingress in high school. I was very into it. Because you missed um, Ingress. That was the pre- that was the precursor to Pokemon Go, by the way. Made by the same people, and they basically just took re-skinned all the maps it. and portals <laughs> and reskinned it for Pokemon. And it was um, a hit. So what it, do we know? <laughs> but Ingress is great. Um, it's it's the same concept, but less gameplay. You basically place crystals to make portals and link portals to like claim turf for your team, and you're just constantly having these turf wars. I heard a story once about someone who was like at a fast food parking lot trying to get a portal, and then as they were leaving, someone else took it, and they like just stayed in that parking lot for two hours fighting with this guy <laughs> in another car <laughs> trying to claim the portal. It gets intense in Ingress because Ingress is all like anyone who would be in Ingress plays Pokemon Go now, so it's mostly like boomers or like really weird hi- guys who are like into hiking and shit. So they're like they take it so seriously. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um. 
something something SCP, I think. Well, let's uh, check it out. Yeah, we've got an SCP here. This is the one. This is the fable one. They wanted us to read. This is SCP three three five two Bethlehem Steel by the Great Hippo. Oh, I've wanted to read this one for a while. Wow. You're gonna make Sobuck nut his pants. Also, while you sent that, check out this photo I found. Okay. Let me describe this Mal- photo for my for Mal's meows. Well, you please describe this for our listeners? What's his name? Uh, it's Meows Morales. Well, I didn't know there were three photos because of the quote treats. I just meant to send you the first one, which is like a cat version of Spider Punk and a cat version of Miles Meow uh, Morales, uh, like shaking hands with the shaking know. hands. Meows Morales emoji. is an alternate universe version of Miles Morales. Well, he's a cat, <laughs> and they're shaking hands, and it says, "My man." Fascinating. Um, well, let's get into the SCP. <laughs> okay. What's the image, please? I see a picture of the fucking factory or something. It's it says figure 1.1, Hardwick Petroleum Refinery. That's what they call me on, in my neighborhoods. <laughs> Let's continue. Special containment procedures. The Hardwick Petroleum Refinery has been closed since 1992. The property was purchased by Foundation Assets and remains under surveillance. Negotiations with the local city government for its demolition are underway. So what are we thinking? I think it is uh, an anomalous factory, probably. I hope it's not related to the factory that I'm familiar with, the one with, like, the fucking weird bright shit, but that's the only factory I know of. Okay. In, in reality as well? Um, it's no, actually, in reality, yeah, I know probably like a couple more. Things, you know, like, they made stuff. Um, well, I, I assume this has something to do with Bethlehem Steel, right? Yeah, it's good bet. Yeah. So maybe it has to do with, like, holy metal or some shit? It's, like, causing problems? Jesus was a carpenter, not a metal worker. <laughs> uh, good point. But if he was, holy shit. But if he was, the, he'd be making Bethlehem steel. He would have been making the bag. <laughs> <laughs> if he had built the, the, the Sears Towers, they never would have went down. Oh, one out for my man, Jesus. <laughs> Do you think people do that? Like, they open up the communion wine, pour one out for Jesus. That's my man up there. Killed by the cop. Died for my sins. Uh, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> we, we, we were thinking about you, man. <laughs> You're the realest guy I know, Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> description. Three five two is anomalous events that occurred on July second, nineteen ninety two, at the Hardwick Petroleum Refinery. Located in the city of Hardwick, Pennsylvania. This event happened in the 476 HF alkylation unit, a unit that converts isobutane and other light alkenes, primarily propylene and butylene, into alkylates, a component of high octane gasolines. This will be on the test. Roger that. <laughs> Roger that. Whoa, hey guys, welcome to EB Games. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> the SCP is associated with a single rigid steel I-beam located in 476HF. This beam supports a pipeline attached to the, to the HF's reactors via the MOV, or Motor Operating Valve. The line was part of HF's emergency shutdown system, providing a means to swiftly shunt hydrofluoric acid, used for alkylation, into a de-inventory vessel 2.5 kilometers away. An inscription on the I-beam's upper, upper half reads... God bless U.S. Bethlehem I-Beam Steel, MSW. It is otherwise unremarkable. Shall we continue? 
Addendum 1. Yeah. No, no, actually, I think I got okay. enough of it. I think I'm ready to read the so article. guys, put in the comments uh, what you thought about that episode. I can't believe it was so short. Hey, guys, today we're looking at the scariest SCP monsters and creatures. Here's our top ten list. Number ten, Bethlehem Steel. This is one metal you will not want to find in your bedroom. Who who would win Bethlehem Steel versus Guinevereum? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Which Neither I think exists entirely exists. inside our heads and nowhere else. I just consider it a canon element in the SCP With universe. vaguely defined properties. <laughs> and then the one. At approximately 2 a.m. on July 2nd, 1992, a fire ignited off the elbow flange of a heat exchanger located in 386, a catalytic reformer unit. Do you know what else is a reformer unit? What is? My man Jesus. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's right! Praise the Lord! Like, over the course of the episode, I've become like a youth pastor. <laughs> Uh, and I must put a little record scratch sound in here. Hey guys, you've been going across the Spider-Verse? Well, you know who else was a canon event? My man. <laughs> Jesus is dead on the cross in the canon event. When I go back to the Bible, I'm my girls that way. Fucking <laughs> David Spider-Man comes in and pulls him off the cross. I got you, Jesus! Let's get out of here! <laughs> do 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 who would that. be Miguel O'Hara in the Bible? Longinus. Longinus? With the spear? Yeah. I'm coming! <laughs> Get back here, Jesus! I'm so sorry, <laughs> The on-duty operator reported this to the shift supervisor, but after fa several failed attempts to snuff the fire with steam, was told to take no further action. At 3.45am, the flange experienced a catastrophic failure. Burning high-pressure hydrogen melted several adjacent exchangers, producing a chain reaction. The resulting detonation killed the operator on the unit and ejected burning debris as far as five kilometers. During a 1993 inquiry, Erie, William Parridge, 386 lead operator, described the event. Mr. Parridge, can you please tell us about it? <sighs> I was in a night truck delivering samples to the lab when it happened. One moment, it's night, and then... Out of nowhere, it's day so again. trying to seduce me, Mr. Parridge? <laughs> Next came the boom. Jesus Christ. He's here! <laughs> Get him out of there! Oh, he's back. Jesus is here! <laughs> the fucking Bro, portal opens sin. up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're sinning! I think we have our fun <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of... It's I want... You know that fucking shot where yeah, Miles is looking at his hands after he breaks the shield? It's that, but it's Jesus. <laughs> Please... Could that be it? It's the toe. <laughs> I don't know, unless you have a better idea. That's uh, It's got to be something like that, though. Or like Jesus coming out of a portal. I was going to show Miguel when he's like in the meme walking towards you as Jesus. <laughs> yeah! On all fours. <laughs> he's climbing up the rocket. <laughs> I suppose this where he crosses my He's You know how Miguel has the claws for him? It's the nails in his palms from the cross. That's fucking metal. <laughs> It's metal as hell! Oh my god! Oh fuck! I, we had the entire Hamilton. Jesus Christ! What a sound! Like somebody just dropped a skyscraper right behind me. I knew right then it was the exchangers. I told them to fix those damn things again and again. I should have shut them down. I should have shut the whole unit down the first time they started lighting off. By the time I got to the fire, that's when the second explosion hit. Four operators from an adjacent unit and the ship's supervisor, Brian Burton, 
attempted to use the refineries' internal fire water system to fight the massive blaze. The lone surviving operator, Daniel Rule, gave the following testimony. This is a different yeah. guy now. <clears throat> I'll tell oh, my fucking tell Maybe less cartoonish. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll tell him, i fucking tell him. There's ice on the fucking fire hydrants, you stupid fuck. I'm screaming in his face, but the fucking... He won't listen. He just keeps saying we need water, need to cool the pipes down, need to keep the fire under control. And I keep screaming, there's ice on the fucking hydrants! He looks up at me, this short little fuck who probably got this job from daddy, who don't know the first thing about crude, who probably ain't ever heard the word no in his entire life. He looks up at me, and now there's this look in his eyes. He says real soft, either open that line up or get out of my way. Uh, and then I look at those kids holding that hose. I look right back at him, right in his eyes. I fold my arms over my chest, plant myself down like a tree, and I tell him, no, that fucker cold cocks me. Just straight up breaks three of my teeth with a steel spanner. I swear to God, it looked brand new, too. Probably the first time the little shits used it. I drop like a sack of bricks, and he just starts hollering, spitting, screaming, kicking me. I curl up into a ball and roll away. Next thing I know, he's at the hydrant, he's opening that line, and and then fuck. He was a little shit, but those kids didn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. So wait, what happened? Hold on. So there was a fire, they tried to open a hydrant, and then a can in the vent happened of some kind? Well, we'll now find out. Unbeknownst to refinery personnel, the internal fire water system had been compromised a week prior. A ship supervisor defied procedure by using a fire hydrant to flush what he believed to be an out-service vessel. This vessel was, in fact, still in service, and had been backing high-pressure liquid propane into the firewater system for eight days. Liquid propane depressurized through the hose, rapidly dropping its temperature and freezing both the supervisor and three of the operators to it. Despite ripping portions of their arms free, all four perished when the propane cloud ignited. Immediately after the second explosion, <coughs> operators initiated emergency shutdown on all units. This included the activation of 476HF's emergency shutdown system. In 1993, Jefferson Reeds, one of the refinery's engineers, explained how the system worked. <laughs> Mr. Reeds, <clears throat> ask a chemist to compile a list of their top ten worst chemicals to work with. And hydrofluoric acid? It might not make number one, but it's making the list. Sulfuric acid is safer, but you need a lot more of it for alkylation. So... HF is the way to go if you want to save a buck. But I cannot overemphasize. This is horrible, horrible stuff. For starters, it burns through just about anything. That includes glass. When you get some on you, it doesn't just burn your skin. It screws with your nervous system and slips into your bloodstream. There, it can disrupt your body's ability to metabolize calcium, giving you a heart attack. It boils at room temperature and quite literally eats your bones. In short, get splashed with a quart of this stuff, and there's a pretty fair chance you'll be dead in 24 hours. The low boiling point is what makes it a real problem, though. You think a vat of bone-eating acid is bad? Now imagine it's a burning cloud of bone-eating acid. Imagine that cloud is rolling through the town we're built on top of. If the wind's blowing the right way, an HF cloud can kill thousands, tens of thousands. It could take out the whole city of Hardwick. That's why we installed the emergency shutdown system. A fire breaks out, you slam this button, and two dozen fire monitors douse the unit with several million gallons of water. 
While the HF is getting cooled down to a liquid state, it's also getting shunted to a de-inventory tank way off-site. When Michelle hit that button, she was making the right call. It's the call I would have made, too. How could she? How the hell could any of us have known the fire water system was loaded with frickin' propane? Uh, 407... Yeah, why... Why the fuck did that dipshit make that decision? Uh, it was kind of an event. Also, so far, is any of this anomalous in any not way? Okay, <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure I'm not confused. I'm like, so far this just sounds like dumbassery. At 4.07am, Michelle Dunwick, 476HS lead operator, activated the emergency shutdown system. All 18 fire monitors opened to the fire water system, ejecting high-pressure liquid propane directly into the pipe alley. Once the propane cloud ignited, the MOV for the inventory system melted shut, trapping over half a million gallons of rapidly expanding hydrofluoric acid inside an alkylation unit that was now on fire. Tanya Sullivan, part of the refinery's ERT, emergency response team, described the situation. We just realized the refinery's whole fire water system was full of propane. We were switching over to city water to try and fight the blaze. Well, you don't use water to put out a propane fire, do you? I'm just pretty sure you use, like... It wasn't like originally a propane fire. <laughs> right, right. When, four, six, when 476 lit up, then we were told the MOV failed. 476 was burning and full of boiling acid. If that acid kept getting hotter, the whole unit would blow. That's when we knew this place was done for. No way we'd still be running. Not after this. But at that point, it wasn't about saving our jobs. Not anymore. At that point... Look, you know the risk when you work in a shithole like this. If fire don't get you, the cancer from all the toxins will. But if 476 blew, it wouldn't just take us. It'd take everything in a three-mile radius. When you build a refinery, you're putting everyone around it in the line of fire. That means something. Something is owed. The stakeholders, the owners, the supervisors, none of them feel the weight of that debt. But someone has to. Someone has to lift that load. That's why we all grabbed our shit and ran down to 476 as fast as our legs could carry us. Not to save our jobs, not to save the refinery. Not even to save our own skin. We did it because this shithole might have been done for, but we'd be damned if we let it take anyone else with it. That kind of reminds me of, I'm sure you have and everyone listening has heard the story about, like, those three dudes that volunteered to go back into Chernobyl to, like, turn it off all the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard? And they, like, didn't they make it back alive somehow? I don't know whether it's turned it off all the way, because I'm pretty sure it was, like, a done deal, like, when it happened. It had something to do with, no, no, it had something to do with, like, cooling it down all the way so it didn't, like, explode for real, for real, and, like, destroy everything, like, across fucking the whole country or Europe or something. And I remember, I think they came back from it, but they, like, suited them up, and they were like, this is literally a suicide mission. They're like, well, someone's got to do it. I don't know about that. Kind of gives me that vibe. You've never heard I think, about I feel that? Like it might be something that we've sort of, that's mutated somewhere along the line there. No, 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 no. Went back to Chernobyl. Into Chernobyl? It did actually come up like. Yeah. Alexei Anonenko, Valery Bespalov, and Boris Baranov. They, yeah, they prevented the deaths of like literally millions of people in Europe. Oh, okay. They, and they were like, you are literally going to die. And, they, and I think they lived somehow. Anyway, here's the full yeah, story. Yeah. We should read that another day. I think maybe that's from MamaMia.com. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. That's, mm. Well done. It's fucking crazy. They're like literally heroes. Anyway, I would imagine Hippo might have gotten some inspiration from that, or maybe it's just reminding me of that. But I had the same vibe. 
As the ERT fought to cool down the flames, Matthew Watkins, a 476HF operator, ran down the burning pipe alley to manually operate that OV's bypass and evacuate the boiling acid. What did he say? Oh, this is Matthew Watkins. Well, I, I realize now why you're making me read it. I'm doing most of the reading. I didn't realize you were doing most of the reading. I did miss the first. No, I didn't. Also, <laughs> I see the article is about over after this, I've and I've yet to see months. anything anomalous. <laughs> what? Oh, I thought you could say it's not long enough. Yeah, I've got another one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of more voices. The valve was so hot that it melted through the gloves the instant I touched it. When I opened it, I could hear the acid hissing and crackling as it rushed through the de-inventory line. But by the time I was peeling what was left of my wet, sticky palms off that hot metal, it was clear that it didn't matter anyway. You ever see concrete boil? It doesn't. Not really. But if you hit it with enough heat, hard enough, fast enough, it turns brown and then gets soft. And all the pockets of water in it, all the other chemicals, they start boiling and bursting free like big, wet pools of bubbling tar, belching out toxic fumes. The whole pipe alley was like that. The ground, the pillars, and the de-inventory line support struts. The fire monitors were torching everything, and those torches were pointed right at all six struts. It was so hot that they had blasted the concrete off the steel beams. Five of the six beams were already slag. The line was sagging, just waiting for that last beam to give. Once it did, the de-inventory line would snap and dump half a million gallons of boiling, acidic poison right atop the pipe alley and into the heart of the city. I just stood there, surrounded by roaring flame, waiting for it to give. Waiting to die. Just trying to make peace with it. And we'd done all we could. And it still wasn't enough to keep us from killing everyone. So I kept waiting. And waiting. And waiting. And... I swear to God, it was ready to give. It was getting the worst of it. It was supposed to give. It had to give. By the end, it it was glowing so bright I couldn't even look at it anymore, but... For three minutes, the last thing, the only thing, standing between 10,000 souls and all the fires of hell was that thin, solitary beam of Bethlehem steel. Oh my god. Where was this in 9-11? Is this a story about a jet fuel that couldn't melt a steel beam? And the beam did not give, not one goddamn inch. Well, I actually really sorry. Finished the last bit of the story. All five hundred thousand gallons of hydrofluoric acid were safely shunted into a de-inventory vessel located off-site. Once the fires were extinguished, the refinery was closed and the disaster investigated. Foundation researchers determined that although HF's I-beam had been exposed for several minutes to temperatures in excess of two thousand degrees Celsius, well above steel's melting points, it had sustained no structural damage whatsoever. So that's the anomaly. I really like this because so much the anomaly. And, I mean, we've seen friendly anomalies, sure, but there's still, like, you know, magic items. But this is, like, I yeah, think, like what? If, yeah, exactly. If you would hear this story in real life, you would be like, it's a miracle. Right. And that's what this is. It's a miracle. And it's kind of beautiful. And, you know, they don't try to fucking, like, oh, we fucking amnesticized everyone on site and we extracted the beam and put it in two, two quarts of hydrofluoric acid to contain Ooh, it. They just, like, 
I don't know. I really like this because this story feels like something out of real life almost. And I got invested and sucked into it. And I enjoyed it. And it was good. Good job, Hippo. Fucking 13 out of 10 as always. Fuck, you're such a good writer. I hope you come on again. I've got like a comment here. Because you know, the Bethlehem Steel isn't the only load-bearing beam that saved a lot of people. Do you know what I want? Uh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. The cross? <laughs> the cross? What a load-bearing beam the cross oh, was. He put all the fires of Hitler into him. He did not give. <laughs> Discovering the Bible. <laughs> Hang on. I need to DM Hamilton real quick before we forget that idea we have for the thumbnail. We are still recording... But the thumbnail is like that scene of Miguel O'Hara climbing the rocket, but it's Jesus on all fours, and instead of claws, he's using the nails in his palm. Did you see the uh, Netflix One Piece trailer? <laughs> oh god, no, I haven't. It, it, Should we react? It's okay. Well, no, not really. <laughs> is it? It's the live action yeah, it, One Piece, like, right? <laughs> Are we going to watch it? I guess we could. I was just sort of... If you want. I f is that how I'm going to experience One Piece? I, I did read the first, like, 200 chapters of the manga, and I kind of fell off of it. I need to get well, back like on that. It's, like, eight episodes long, so I don't imagine it's an uh, equivalent experience. <laughs> One One Piece has really been... One Piece fans have really been upping their game to convince people. They're like, right now, we're the only generation... That who still doesn't know what the One Piece is, so you still have a chance to read it and get out on the mystery, because once it's revealed, it's going to be all over the internet and talk about it, and trying to get into One Piece will never be the same again. So if you don't want to miss out on that experience of like mystery and childlike wonder, you have to start reading One Piece now. It's like, goddamn, they've been up in their game. Like, that, that was a convincing argument. Sorry. <clears throat> Your thoughts on Bethlehem? I thought it was very good. It's uh, like I said, it's like a miracle. It's it's heartwarming. Yeah, and it's also it like is. sadly realistic in the way everyone fucked up. Yeah, and also it's there's a, another part of a miracle that's really realistic where it's like, oh, the miracle did save tens of thousands of lives. Well, those but the miracle didn't. Those. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. People always talk about, like, oh, it's a miracle, like, for example, like, a baby got saved from a, a train that crashed, but not the fucking 200 other people that died or whatever. Yeah, the train so it, it really does feel like it's perfectly written, like a real-life quote-unquote miracle. But still, it was kind of wholesome 100. It was fun. I liked it. And I also appreciated that idea of humanity. Like, we went back in to try and stop the, the fuck up to save other people, even though we were screwed. I was like, that's cool. Because I feel like humans would be yeah. Humans are awesome, usually. I don't know if I would, but I imagine someone would. I, I, I would. I would. This guy, he would. I, I'd make you come back. You'd, wait, make you'd, you come ma you'd make me do it? Well, you'd what I'd do is it would, be, it would be like I'm the side character in your fucking you're like show, right? And I'd, be like, I'd be like, we have to go back in there. Come on. And you're like, no, no, we can't. I'm like, it's what's right. And then you're the one that ends up saving I mean, the day. Well, you like, be become like, the hero. You know, it, you'd be like, come on, save them. And I'd be like, the ring is mine. <laughs> Samwise really was the true like, protag. Dark Lord Frodo ending. <laughs> he becomes Sauron, like, just beats you. him over the head with his ring. hobbit fist. No, it's my precious. I never really also side note: Is the ring the same entity as Sauron, or is it like his little minion? 
So, so Sauron. Was I know it's like a, a bit of him. Uh, it's like part of his soul, but is it Sauron, like his own thing at this point? So, so Sauron was a minion of a bigger guy. Uh, I forgot yeah, his I name because I'm not a complete master lore god. But like, basically, he got his powers from like hatred and malice, and, and he sort of wasn't as big of a, good of a vessel as the bigger guy. So he sort of stored all that in the ring. To hold like, his power. I, I know them. It's like so, like he, so the ring, the ring is a separate entity from Sauron, but it contains his power. So when it's destroyed, it's not like he's destroyed, but he's now weak enough that he can be destroyed. But I just mean like psychology wise. Is it also like I'm Sauron, or is it like I'm the? Ring? I think the ring is more a representation of like the dark or like evil temptations mm. of like humanity or people rather than specifically Sauron. Yeah, I just like to imagine uh, a scenario like it represents our negative traits him as well. Yeah. Like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Some random orc crabs. He's like, why shouldn't like, I, I have, have a proposal for you? <laughs> you want to be dark? I, I do love dark Lord Frodo. Like he puts it on and Sauron's like trying to lead his army or some shit. And Frodo walks up with a mace and just decks him across the head. He's like, all right, orcs, I'll be taking over from here. Urukai, assemble! Orcs are mine. Saruman, get back to your post. Balrog, I'll see you in my room. Dark Lord Frodo, hey you, someone write that. That'd be so funny. Because against everything Lord of the Rings stands for, Samwise is like, I have to kill my old best friend. He's like an edgy assassin with like an eye Yeah, he's like a. Have you ever seen Venture Brothers? No. Oh no! There's a character, right? So there's like these two henchmen that serve th- this villain, and they're like comically incompetent henchmen, right? Yeah. Uh, and one of them, in like season three or something of the show, dies in front of the other. So the other, after like a time skip of the season from that point on, turns into like this badass, like punished fucking killer instead of the comic relief, and he's like way better than every other villain. <laughs> That's exactly what happens to Samwise. He's just like all dark. He's got like a five o'clock shadow. Very cursed for. Imagine it like a sequel in like the new Ghostbusters or the Force Awakens tradition, where like the new protagonist like goes to a cave. He's like, "This cave is full of crap," and then like old Samwise (coughs) steps out. Like everything you heard is true. (laughs) Well, you know how there's like a group of people who like Superman was only made interesting after it was like, "What if he was evil?" Which is blatantly false. It's like people were like, "Lord of the Rings was only good after they made Frodo evil," because that's what humanity is really like. Frodo is gonna get badass. Yeah, and then Samwise has his like he has his own gang of like Gimli and it's like Legolas and Mary and Pip are dead, replaced by their sons also seeking vengeance. It's like there's like a badass femme fatale character now. The old stories, they're all true about Dark Lord Frodo. Sam- Samwise, why don't won't you open up to me? And he turns away from her and he's like, "Sorry, I'm f- there's too much going on right now. I just I have to focus on the mission." <laughs> And, and then he's like storming out. He's like, "I've got to stop like, Frodo." Frodo. She's like, "But what about and second the breakfast?" One of the new trilogy, they kill Samwise, and Frodo's like hung angry with Overlord. He's like, "Look, it's the farthest from home you've ever been," and then drops him. <laughs> no! Oh, uh, is this going to be the rest of our episode? Is creating the make believe <laughs> Dark Lord Frodo? AU? Yeah, this bizarre is like a new movie trilogy based on an ending that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want this now. <laughs> Get Amazon on the phone now. <laughs> Did you hear when they were doing the Rings of Power? They like said Sauron. They conferred Sauron's character to Walter White. Really? Yeah. It's like we're gonna go over Walter White character arc for Sauron. 
who who is Sauron's Jesse Sauron's Pinkman? The main villain. No, I know. I said who is Sauron's Jesse Pinkman? Oops, hold on. I, pre- I pressed something I shouldn't have. Can you hear I can me? Hear you now, yeah. Oh, I was saying who who is uh, Sauron's Jesse Pinkman? Oh, I thought you said who is Sauron. I was like, you don't know. No, no, no. It's probably Saruman, right? Saruman's like no, Sauron, Sauron, bitch. <laughs> A major Urukai guy like you been around since the before the breaking of first silence only wants to break bad <laughs> it's uh, like we need to cook urukai <laughs> yo mr right. sauron these urukai are the bomb <laughs> <laughs> sorry just basic chemistry uh, you ready for yeah. this what, do we have another we article do. what are we, we doing article. this is another i hope it's short great hippo one Another great hippo one, and it's also a great hippo SCP. This is SCP-5141. It's Studebaker Special 6 by the Great Hippo. Studebaker by the Great Hippo. You made someone say cry. It looks like a long one. <laughs> what, how? Just, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that description is fairly deranged. <laughs> Tan will explain it better. So. You you understand. Let me. I'll, I'll describe it. Uh, let's do this podcast. This content. Yeah. Let's get the reference image. Hold on. No, no. Miguel I'll post a O'Hara. reference image for you now. <laughs> Climbing across the spire. Are you telling me I can't find this in goddamn Google image search? But I've seen it all over Twitter. Uh, Miguel. Where's like on all fours? Miguel O'Hara chasing Miles. I got it immediately. Alright, post it. Um, no, this is important. Oops. Yeah, I, I found that. I posted the reference image instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also adding a new component. <laughs> Or Frodo in this context. <laughs> it's Frodo from Lord of the Rings. Was edgy. So we took his place. This is cool. So just like even fucked up Frodo. What is he being put into bands on? This is an incoherent podcast. Anomalous, you have access to this chat. As we're doing this, why don't you go ahead and post screenshots of what we're typing? (laughs) I think it'd be fun if you like posted screenshots as we're like reading it out. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, we have an SCP. Item number SCP five one four one three confidential. Containing glassy salad. Destruction class of lamp. The risk class not ice. And we have a picture here. Don't know what's that image. It looks like not a Model T, but like an old ass car. It, but it says SCP five one four one, circa nineteen thirty seven. Anomaly, num num. If you could put that on screen for us, bop. Num. Special containment procedures. As a consequence of mounting costs and budgetary constraints, containment of the SCP is now focused on mitigation and cooperation. (laughs) (laughs) MTF Gamma 1. Sutton's moonshine. Leave leave him alone for a minute. We have to read the SCP. 
Yes. Are to work with local law enforcement agencies to suspend all traffic along the SCP's routes during its annual transit. Foundation for a fucker. Foundation vehicles of the company SCP-5141 clearing the road ahead. Vehicles are to maintain a distance of five metres from the SCP at all times. Personnel to be reminded that no attempt to slow down, stop, or otherwise interfere with the SCP is to be made. Hmm. So it's, I assume, a car that does what it wants and they're trying to, like, guide it along the lines where they want it to go. Hmm. Description. Maybe. <laughs> Dark Lord Fredo's in control of the car. <laughs> the car is mine. <laughs> Wow, the modern science of man. My interview, Dark Lord for all his crimes are preceded by him saying, no, no. The X is you mine. See, you see like a gold ring with Elden runes appear and then like a black hole opens up between it and Fredo steps out like a portal. And he's like, oh uh, yes, I'll be taking this for my collection. On your left, Captain. <laughs> yeah, shoot! Captain uh, America uh, just slices his head off. The shield is mine. He, takes, he just keeps stealing shit from pop culture characters <laughs> till he's the strongest. Oh, that's These so good. <laughs> ah, these will make a fine collection of my draconic horde. Smog would approve. He's like, I'll have you melted down into a lovely little bracelet. You see, like, fucking Iron Man, he's got, like, a copy of the ring, but it's all metally. <laughs> Not a machine. <laughs> yeah. Nanomachine's son, then he explodes or whatever the fuck he did in Endgame. Iron Man's like... And the ring is mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why shouldn't I have it? After all, I am Tony Stark. I would give into the fucking ring so quickly. <laughs> I would give into the ring. In so the dark thoughts the would ring win. Would give into me. I would absorb. It I'm already me. constantly battling. I, I don't like, think I can handle corrupt, one more enemy. Like, time to corrupt this one. It's like oh, this pressure. The this second, presence. the second the Nazgul appeared before, I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. I'm on your guys' no, side. No, no, no. Please, wait, wait, wait. We can team up. We don't have to do this. That's his. That's his crossover. His civil war. He's like got the Nazgul by his side now. He's like funny how old enemies become new allies. Or should I say tools? <laughs> okay. Alright, now we will read the car SCP. Description. The SCP is a black customized 1924 Studebaker Special 6. At approximately 12.30pm UTC, on March 16th of every year, the SCP emerges at some point within Maggie Valley, North Carolina. It then travels along the shortest available route to Cock County, Tennessee. Gay fucking county. <laughs> Cock County? Yeah. Cocky? And driving down to Cock County. <laughs> Me when I go to Cock County for Pride Month. Sorry, guys. Later, losers. I know you said you don't like this joke, but I'm sorry, I can resist. I mean, it's called Cock County. Which, that's fucking. That's, that's, what's it, that's Hippo's fault. Cock County, Tennessee. Uh, upon reaching the county, it gains significant speed and vanishes down one of several local roads. Outside of demonstrating considerable driving expertise and knowledge of local geography, no other anomalous properties have been observed. Discovery. On February 6, 26, 1951, the UIU, Unusual Incident Unit, turned over several case files to Foundation operatives as part of the MJ-12 Act. Majestic 12, a committee formed via executive order by Harry S. Truman in 1947 to oversee cooperation between the Foundation and the U.S. federal government. Oh, nice. This included reports of a driverless ghost car active in the Appalachian region. During this transition, William Summers, a veteran Foundation operative, conducted an interview with Daniel Martindale, a UIU field agent and former agent of the Bureau of Prohibition, regarding the nature of the SCP. Which one do you want to be? 
Uh, I want to be. Wait, who's who again? Summers. Wait, wasn't Summers in Bethlehem Steel? Probably not the same guy. This is a Western Foundation already. All right, I want to be the UIU guy. Okay. Martindale. Twenty-sixth February, nineteen fifty-one. So let me get, know what I've got this straight. Fire away. This thing—it's one of those old-timey cars, right? It's like a Ford Model T, or. She ain't no Tin Lizzie, son. It's a Studebaker. Right, so I'm guessing it tops out about, what, 40 miles an hour? About 50. My wife's Beetle can hit a clean 80. Well, good for her. Germans made a damn fine car. Christ, you've been on this thing's ass for eight years and you never once caught up to it? Son, you ever try to outrun a one-legged man in his own backyard? I, excuse me? She's been... Oh, it's a car that's running moonshine? That's awesome! She's been running moonshine down these back roads for over three decades. Before we chased her was the Prohees. Slaying for agents in the Bureau of Prohibition. I'm gonna tell you the same thing they told us. Leave it be. You ain't catching her, and she ain't doing no harm. Not unless you're dumb enough to get in her way. Um, we're the Foundation. I think we'll manage. <laughs> Last thing an SCP article says before the foundation gets completely owned. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Requisition request. Date, 3rd of March, 1952. Requester, Field Agent William Summers. Purpose, containment of the SCP. On March 16th of last year, we observed the SCP driving along I-40 West. After a 10-minute pursuit, Agent Blackwell attempted to disable its tire of a service pistol. The vehicle immediately swerved into us and ran our vehicle off the road. I'd like to take another crack at it. For this, I'll need two sedans that Asian with significant driving experience. Estimated, oh, no. estimated cost, $4,000. Status approved. Is this going to get like more cost and more ridiculous? Results. Both sedans forced off the road. Personnel sustained minor injuries. Why are you trying to fight the strongest car? For requisition request. 2nd of March, 1953. From William Summers. Containment to the SCP. After discussing the SCP with retired Prohibition agents who pursued it in the past, we realize it always follows the same route. We just need to barricade the road. I'll need four men with shotguns, three sedans, two concrete barriers, and a strip of road spikes. Estimated cost $8,000. States approved. Result. The SCP shifted gears, performed a power slide. Oh my god. Power slide, otherwise known as a bootleg turn. A maneuver in which a forward-moving vehicle rapidly reverses its heading within the space of time. A <laughs> <laughs> then drove away. Agents later determined it used an alternate route. Agent Summers was reprimanded for discussing the SCP with non-Foundation personnel. Date, 22nd of February 1954, from William Summers, containment with the SCP. Maggie Valley isn't very large. It only has a few roads leading in and out of it. Let's just barricade them all. Only 20 sedans, 20 men with shotguns, 12 concrete barriers, and 6 strips of road spikes. Estimated cost $35,000. States approved. Results. The SCP did not appear in the barricades. On further investigations, tire tracks were found matching its make and model along a previously unknown back road leading out of Maggie Valley Alley and onto I-40 West. Agent Summers has received two weeks mandatory vacation. Wow. Get fucking up. 10th of February 1955. Requester, Field Agent William Summers. Purpose, containment of the SCP. Six customized track ucks and five of the best drivers we've got. Estimated cost $20,000. Status approved. Results. All six trucks forced off the road. Foundation personnel sustained minor injuries. Agent Summers received a year-long mandatory sabbatical. The car Why went. is this his goddamn white whale? Why does he care he, like, so stops, much? He stops, subject drives off the road. He's like, meep, meep. 
Is is it because he has pride? What is it? He needs to get this fucking car. <laughs> Why? It's like this car is the reason my wife left. Me. Requisition request. Dates eighth of January nineteen fifty-six. Requester. Field agent Richard Carter. Purpose? Containment of the SCP. After reviewing the documentation and conferring with my colleagues, I'm confident that I can contain SCP-5141. I worked as we got a new guy. I worked in law enforcement for 25 years before I joined the Foundation. I've been personally involved in over 60 high-speed chases. In my opinion, the best approach is a comprehensive one. Clear the area. Barricade every road out of Maggie Valley, including the back roads. Have trucks and cruisers standing by to force it off the road. And men stationed at checkpoints ready to shoot out his tires and engine. Here's what I'll need. Like, at this point, all this thing does is deliver moonshine. And Allegedly deliver moonshine. Why the fuck? Why do they fucking care? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, get a hobby. Here's what I'll need. 20 concrete barriers. 12 strips of road spikes. Like, is it... Wouldn't there be a point in the foundation where they're like, we're spending so much time and money... Well, probably we did reach that point if we the special day procedures. Uh, I see. 20 modified police cruisers. 10 modified police trucks. 30 veteran drivers. 30 men who know how to use a rifle. Evacuate the surrounding area for one day. It sounds excessive, but trust me. This is a one-and-done deal. Give me what I'm asking for, and I'll have it contained by lunch. Estimated cost... Hubris. $320,000. Status approved. Results. In the resulting chaos, seven trucks and 12 cruisers were total. One cruiser remains missing. Seven personnel sustained severe injuries, 26 sustained serious injuries, and 15 sustained minor injuries. Local property damage is estimated to be over $100,000. Field agent Richard Carr has formally submitted his resignation. Jesus. It's a beast on the road! Date, 1st of January 1957. Requester, field agent William Summers, who's back. Containment of the SCP. Free oh, no. everyone who free tanks. Oh, that'll do it, because those are fast moving vehicles. Estimated costs $550,000. Status rejected. Note In light of repeated failures, new containment procedures focused on mitigating and cooperating with SCP 5141 are now in development. Addendum On February 3rd, 1958, Field Agent William Summers was involved in a fatal car crash while practicing on a training track in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Five weeks later, the SCP failed to appear along its typical route. On March 17th, Mr. Summers' widow reported that, while visiting her husband's grave, she discovered several tire tracks and an empty jug laid beside his tombstone. An exhumation found that Mr. Summers' stomach now contained several litres of 120 proof Appalachian moonshine. Uh, Appalachian. Appalachian so this, it's I can't, I can't tell if it was like trying to be, I, I can't tell if that's what it was, like, poor one out, you were a respectable opponent, or if it was like some sort of gruesome display, like, ah, ah get owned. I think it's meant to be like, poor one out from my good friend. By forcefully putting it in his dead Maybe stomach. Maybe the grave and drank it, you know. <laughs> slurp, slurp. Like, thanks, man. That's all I wanted, just a sip. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Car is man's best friend. And then he Let's hugs it. Wow. Another 13 out of 10. You already fucking... What can I say? What pretentious bullshit can I say that you guys don't already know? Hi- Hippo articles are just fucking good. He knows how to write. He's competent. Um, if he if he isn't published somewhere, he should be. He's, he's fucking brilliant. He knows what to do. He understood the. I assignment. like this comment from uh, Boogeyman Twenty Three. No, you can't just let a car drive itself around on public roads. Container means locking things up in a site. Uh-huh. Where is Stupid that? Big room. <laughs> it's in the, uh, the discussion. I'm looking around. It's the second comment. 
Oh, I'm not seeing it for some reason. Okay. You'll find it. The second comment for me is, having read this, I know that my challenge driver is a success. Uh, Oh, there it is. (laughs) That's pretty good. Very nice. All right, well. (laughs) Enjoy your gold. Um, epic meme. Take this... Re- well, you can't give Reddit gold right now. Reddit's... And also not on the SCP Reddit's gone. Could you imagine if they introduced, like, SCP gold? It'd probably fucking... That'd be my sign to end it all. Could you imagine if you didn't get SCP gold? That'd fuck me up. After all I've done with this fucking website. Hey, can I send you something real quick? Sure. <laughs> this is gonna change everything. <laughs> Interesting. What's wrong with the scribe I'm seeing? <laughs> Have you seen the Lorax? No. Oh, then this made no sense to you, I, I realize. <laughs> it's, it's like the bad guy from the Lorax. <laughs> Let's read the comments. Read the comments, guys. Uh, discovering SCP. Banker Paul kept trying to leave some kind of comment. I don't know if he ever figured it Doesn't out. Doesn't he know we, we blacklisted him? By the way, do you know what uh, Banker was talking about with the fucking three hidden videos on Good Trouble? Uh, no, I don't. I'll check that out later. I'm the only one who's messed with that playlist, and I haven't made any hidden videos, so I'm very concerned. Let me have a look. I think he might have just misread something. Let me check it out. Let's check it out live on the podcast. <laughs> Alright, well, while you do that, I'm going to read some comments. I don't know what he's okay. talking about. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He's a fucking idiot, probably. Who knows? But he does say 13 videos on the playlist. What the fuck? What? Maybe it's like the videos... You know what it might be? Like the three to other times I tried to upload maybe. it, and I deleted it each time. Ah, that's probably it, and yeah. maybe it didn't fully delete from the playlist. That'll be it, yeah. That'll be it. Yep. Um. <clears throat> JT says, OMG, Lanisodi, yippee! A bunch of really good articles. Yeah, and best Whip of them. all, a guest. What? Makes you happy. Whip them. Jesus. <laughs> and best of all, a guest that actually gets all the April Space references. Very epic <laughs> episode. Rating it a 2D out of 10. Very awesome. Nothing would make my day more. You have no idea how much I adore Kinch. If Kinch would just read Aetheral Space, that would make my life. But it won't happen. <laughs> None of our guests read Aetheral Space. It breaks my heart every time. We always say, you should read this, and they go, ha ha, maybe, and then they don't read it. And I know they don't read it because they don't talk about what happens in Arc 3, and for those of you who read Aetheral Space, you know what happens in Arc 3. Yeah. Uh, If you've read Aetheral Space, you know what happens in Aetheral Space. Well, you know, there's like an event that like everyone who reads it has to talk about it the first time they read it. Uh, I forgot what our password was last week. Uh, So did I. Did we... Something to do with foreign languages. Uh, I'll try and read it, but I don't know whatever language this is, so please, I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm going to try and translate it as well to English. Um, hang on. It's not translating. Maybe, is this like Chinese to English or something? I don't know. Nope. I have no clue. All right. I'll just read it as best I can, and JT will have to tell me what it means later. <clears throat> Oh god. Ah, dui buki wo bu jide wo de dian hua hao ma suo yi ni ki gasu wo ni dema. Well done. What does it mean? That's probably not how it's supposed to be said at all. I'm sorry. 
Uh, Sobek says, I mean, what love does it, it. Mean? I don't know. I couldn't find a way to translate it. Google? I tried. I Googled it. I tried Googling that to English. I tried Googling like Chinese to English or something. I don't fucking know. It's Viet- Vietnamese, it says. It's Vietnamese? Well, I, I'm just okay. saying, well, I'm just, if it's not Vietnamese, I don't want to like... <laughs> Let me look up Vietnamese to English and see if it goes through the translator. Vietnamese to English. It's, it says it means what do you do, but I doubt that. <laughs> no, no. The sink... This is where we admit how ignorant we are. It's all over. You know, it says French, so it doesn't, he doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. Maybe he just made shit up to make us torment Why are you humiliating this? us? Let me see if I can get a hold of JT or if he's in bed. No, he's offline. It's not going to work. All right, whatever. He'll tell us later, I'm sure. <clears throat> Sobek says, loving the recent Community Author op- episodes. Hope you guys do more in the future. Also, if you guys were thinking of doing WL episode, Scramble King does a YouTube series of author interviews, so they might be a cool person to have on. Uh, never heard of them, but maybe. Maybe. Also, Sobek, I noticed you uh, didn't post the passwords, so I don't think you watched the whole thing. Sobek? And, uh, <laughs> well, die. A lot of people didn't post the passwords. See, this is why the password's at the end of the video. Too. This is a good thing, though. That's how I needed a load-bearing load beam. <laughs> Now you will truly become the foundation of this country. Nox Stella says, I think that the reason Tan pulled a more British accent while reading was because he had to prove that he is British next to land. What on earth are you talking about? I always talk like this, you guys. Come on. And the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm the Sorcerer's Supreme. Come on. (laughs) I am Pax Magic. Come on, Ron. Croquette says... That hobby's reading was mwah, chef's oh, kiss. Banged up that you liked it. <laughs> you guys couldn't read Lance WL works, though it makes complete sense why. I'm <laughs> really happy you guys read these articles. And you had Lan on too, so this was a pretty banging episode. Well, my friend, you know what? I'm chuffed that you're chuffed. Dinkledang says, M dip. Same here, mate, same here. Banker Paul says we stand land in this house. He is indeed top shagger. Comedy Man Kelp says what a great new episode of my favorite podcast from Tan 2D featuring a guest appearance from Lanhony. And who can forget the lovable co-host Lenred? Wow. Okay, let's do this one more time. (laughs) Uh, Comedy Man, not up to your usual snuff. More like Tragedy Man Kelp, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Laugh track. I almost put on a laugh track for that. Why laugh? (laughs) <laughs> um, also, um, new passwords, second passwords, is to um, laugh at Comedy Man Kelp. Yeah, everyone, well, don't roast Comedy Man Kelp, that's yeah, bowling. That's not everyone, bowling. Give me, like, everyone give me your best impression of laughing at Comedy Man Kelp for the password. In front of the waitress as well, no less. <laughs> yeah, the waitress is like shaking your head and looking like pitifully at yeah. Comedy Man Kelp you right just now. just got this spaghetti all over the floor. Oregon Stream says, shut up, I don't know what you're talking Whoa. about. Is me when someone talks about SCPs too. OMG land is so relatable. Password, Privyet Kresovica. What the fuck was the password last time? I don't know. Did we say, like, <laughs> say something in another language? I think, I guess. I love how part of the, the we... law is we have to figure out what the fuck we said last time. Okay, this one, this one in English is high beauty. Well, <laughs> so maybe we asked for like... I'm thinking maybe we, we asked for, like, pickup lines in another language maybe, or something. Yeah. 
Let's see. Hold on. Anomal says, LAN app, let's go! Password, smile. Mameta kill agent kaba? Dali kong nakikita kita tumitigili eng pusoko. Translation, thank you. Are you a mimetic agent? Because when I see you, my heart's... Murder frat, I like it. Nice. No, nothing more attractive than threatening to kill somebody. For yourself. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I almost went too far. God <laughs> like, Because if you won't, <laughs> I'll end it now. Jesus Christ! Wow, you're about to trigger someone's very specific toxic relationship so experience. Every, every, I feel like every 50 people, someone's had to go through that. I've not. Oh, Lord. Well, well that's because you haven't dated anybody, silly. And True. one day when you meet the right man or woman or whatever, uh, maybe... Maybe they'll maybe threaten to kill themselves. Maybe then they'll threaten to kill themselves <laughs> to keep you around. Jesus Christ. We're changing the subject now. Last comment. Gloria SCP says, Lan! Honestly surprised you all didn't read his WL stuff. Not our fault. Not our fault. I insisted on that. Uh, password. Spanish pickup line. C. Besarte fuera pecado. Caminaria feliz por el infierno. Which I can mostly translate. Not really. I'm just going to put it in the translator. I I recognize some of the words, but not enough that can make sense. Oh my god! What? Oh! I'm going to use this. If kissing you were a sin, I would happily walk through hell. That's fucking... God damn! Oh, I'm blushing a little bit. <laughs> you just said it to I'm going to start... I'm just going to start dropping that at bars and see how that goes. They'll be like, who are you? Go away, creep. Just in Spanish, too. In, like, shitty My Spanish. My goal in life is to be, like, the inciting incident <laughs> of a story. <laughs> nice. Like, I, you I want to be the guy who shows up many the stories. and I've, like, been shot or something. I'm like, you need to take my amulet. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think we're at a point where we should start wrapping up. I'm going to take your amulet away from you and say we should wrap this up. Well, (laughs) no, Frodo, you can't have more than one magic item. Riz is mine. Oh, my God. Your Riz. Frodo, Dark Lord Frodo steals your girl. Like, you turn around, you see him in the ring portal, like, like, and he's got his arm around your girl's shoulders. But he's really short, so he's on, like, stilts when he does it. And they walk backwards into the portal. Oh, anyway, All right, well. I hope you enjoyed the episode somehow, guys. <laughs> uh, second password, Third if password. you made it this far. No, second, password, second password. Tell us. No, we didn't. The first password wasn't real at the beginning. That doesn't count. Guys, fourth password. Fine. Probably you fought the first Fucking hell. <laughs> Whatever. Third password. No, Anyways, third just shut the fuck up and let me say it. Okay, the password? The additional password. Alright, no one's going to do it now because you've made it too tell confusing. Me the pass- tell me the no, no, just, I'm, just fucking, doing, I'm just ending the recording. I'm crying. I'm so upset because you didn't let me get my funny password out. Six passwords. <laughs> Please apologize to right. I'm, I'm, I'm closing this now because this is not happening anymore. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.